0: blog talk radio all
1: right all right yeah uh you guys want to start the show let's start the show morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. You found us again. It's me, your guide here, uh, your your host of this haunted house, Ooh. Dan Grimshay. Joining me, of course, is Marquis. Say hey, Marquis. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, and we're sneaking this little episode in. Uh, I know. Trying to, uh, trying to uh, remind everybody. It's that season again.
0: It's. It's our Frankenberry it? like our, season. I, I think
1: it's you told third. me. Yeah, yeah. My, my producer was mentioning a uh, third annual Frankenberry season it's, episode. It's uh,
0: Frankenberry season.
1: There you go. It's it's uh, it's October. It's getting a little cold. We've lost summer, and the scary movies are all yeah. hitting all over pay per view, TV, sci fi, the
0: theaters. There's even a Friday the 13th this year. I don't mean a movie. I mean an actual an actual a, Friday the 13th yeah. in, in October. I have. A I think lap. so. I think so. Well, uh, what are we today when we're recording this? In the Lord, the year of our Lord? <laughs> the year of our Lord 20 and the 17th. I'm looking right now. Uh, okay, today uh, is Wednesday the 4th, so will we have a Friday the 13th? Tweet us the answer if you've got <laughs> a calculator on your phone. I think so. <laughs> Add 7 to 4 uh that'll get you 11 okay and then it's wednesday so you add thursday friday add two that's uh that gets you to saturday nope. the 13th <laughs> friday the 13th i'm not good with wednesday, it. wednesday thursday friday that's two more days so yes friday the th- we we are going to have a friday the 13th in october this year and it's halloween coming up and right now we are in the midst of frankenberry season frankenberry season and what do we mean by that grim uh, well, uh, the, the, they
1: general mills, their monster cereal the squad, monster we cereal. talk about this year yeah. in, year out yep, yep. because the monster cereal, I'm a blueberry guy. You're a Frankenberry guy, yes. but we got to wait till this time of year yep. to to go get them.
0: Yeah. And it used to just be at targets as far as I knew, but I just saw them at Walmart. So they're, it's catching on, man. Like this I'm is right a, out there expanding your consumer zone. Well, it's really about proximity i just I just moved, and so now I lived literally blocks away from a Walmart that is true, and it is kind of out in the country it is and no. it's a it's a, it's like
1: the best into a to a nice bodega anymore
0: It's like a go back to like the early nineties late eighties when you went to the walmart on uh Trisco and central in Albuquerque all right that was the first one that I remember and It was like – it was still bigger than any store ever, but it's not like the Walmarts of now, right? I mean, it's like a quarter of that size. (laughs) They're bigger. (laughs) They got – yeah, they, they were a lot more modest back then, and you remember when big box superstores <laughs> were just regular more
1: modest. <laughs> and they'd sell to you and
0: remember uh. your name and say hello at the door. Walmart Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> they still don't. They still are not. They were never that small. But anyway, yeah. I'm just saying relative till to now. And the, I live by a regular size Walmart, a traditional size Walmart, and it's never really crammed busy. Like, it's it's awesome, and I'm walking around, and I I bought my Madden 2018 version, you know, mm. game, which I buy every single year, um, and there it is, Monster Cereals. I was like, yeah. oh, new Frankenberry here. That's amazing. And, that, and,
1: and they had the Frankenberry, the yep. Booberry, yep. uh, Count Chocula, of yep. course, which yep. you can always find. Uh, anything
0: else? Those are it. Those are the big three. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, now. It is
1: a shame because we do, if, if you all remember, this used to be a bigger line of cereals
0: when mm-hmm. it came out in the 70s. There's been some, like, guest players, right? There was no. Yummy Mummy, mm-hmm. which looked like Yite Stripes. You know, that's why, the you know, the mummy had different colors going around him. Yeah.
1: Right? Very progressive mascot. <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> very. But it was just orange and purple and black, I think but so it wasn't a full rainbow. It wasn't like the the zebra on the yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of the impression you get. Mm-hmm. And then um but there there was this other one and it I think it's even more rare.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. the reissue for both of them was in like 2013 but oh, before okay. that. Yep. You would never one, see them. not since the 70s. Well,
0: apparently. the whole cereal line to my to my, you know, um uh, shopping habits it disappeared. There was no Frankenberry, Booberry or Count Chocula. It was all gone. And then all of a sudden it started showing up as Halloween seasonal candy in the in, in that aisle. I don't know, 5 years ago, maybe 6 years ago. I I don't know. It it seems like it's been, you know, very very recent. And maybe I'm just in a dream. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe you yeah. are living in a dream. Maybe I maybe I have not See, had Frankenberry I'm to remember because <laughs> I I feel like I saw Count Chocula
1: Constantly, I was never a. I didn't like Count Chocula. I'm not a Cocoa Pebbles kind of guy. Uh-huh. I'm regular Rice Krispies, plain yep. white rice. Yep. Boom, that's all I need. Uh, I, but like I feel like peripherally, I was always seeing Count Chocula on the shelf uh-huh. until yeah, like you said, maybe six seven years ago, we we were talking about it.
0: But is it? And you said it wasn't there. And I swear it is, though. I have no idea because normally you know, I'm not going to walk an aisle and necessarily be looking for it like I used to when I was a kid. Yeah. And so maybe there. now I do buy Fruity Pebbles or maybe some fruit Loops every once in a while.
1: Every now and and then. It's total dessert. I love
0: it. At night, that kind of cereal now, mm, it's the best. But I do remember there not really being monster cereal. I remember just not seeing it for a while. You know, and then all of a sudden, boom, it was there. And they did it again the next year. And you can buy it on clearance the day after Halloween. That's it's like always half the off. time to move. Yeah, just, just stock up. You know, you have them for the rest of the year. That is Frankenberry season. Yep. And that's, that's what we're celebrating today. And I've even still got this show box of Booberry. It's actually not a show box. It's full of Booberry. I got you this last year. It's all but for here show. It it's all for show. <laughs> we should eat that shit. I don't know. <laughs> but... Back to my original topic. Here. <laughs> there are a couple of guest players. There's the big 3: Booberry, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, yep. all right? But there's two, Yummy Mummy, which was a fruit flavored marshmallow. You know, g- you know, generally yeah. wacky fruits. Kind of yeah. a in the vein
1: of a Lucky Charms. You had yep. various brightly yep. colored, Correct. presumably fruit flavored marshmallows
0: in your. Yeah, because one cuz one, yep. one of them was chocolate flavored, one of them was Blueberry, blueberry, yeah. and one of them was strawberry, which was frankenberry. Frankenberry. Okay, all right. Then they did yummy mummy, mm-hmm. and then occasionally they did fruit brute. Fruit brute. Fruit brute. And which I, was a wolf.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think, and we had even mentioned those a couple of years ago. We yep. talked about this on the show, yep. but they were kind of tangential. I guess Wikipedia just didn't have very deep entries for him. Man, so I, I don't really remember that one, but I guess that existed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so now you've helped jog my memory for it. Oh, right. And I still can't remember eating it, but the logo, the it's the uh-huh. werewolf. One, right. right. That was very familiar. I think it might have been
0: around just bef- as my brain developed. Yep. It probably until And the, then it was gone. It probably until 79, until 80 is when you saw that. But this was the the, the <laughs> brilliance of this show is that just re- i'm learning something new all the time, all right and i'm I'm watching as you all know, I travel a lot for work for my day job and I'm in hotels a lot and i whenever I catch a good movie, I lay in that bed that I had to pay for yeah and i I love that it's the best it's the best ever no one's gonna bother me total fucking bubble oh I, I love it Pulp this fiction is... comes on. I'm watching Pulp Fiction, one of the greatest movies of all time. Tarantino. Tarantino Tarantino at one of his peak forms. And so I'm watching this, and there's that scene where uh, Vincent Vega is driving uh, Uma Thurman, yeah. Uh, Marcellus' is Wallace's wife, Marcellus yeah. Wallace's wife, he's going to take her out. Yeah, no, yeah, he's going to take her out. Yeah. yeah. And so she is OD'n cuz she for, you know, she thought that Oh this thought was, the cocaine was, after was the, they were coming, yeah. This is when he's going over to Eric Stoltz's place. Yeah, this so. is where he's going over to the house where he bought the heroin right, because yeah. he knows that he he knows that Eric Stoltz can help him. Yeah. Right? And so he calls him up and and Eric Stoltz who is the drug dealer is watching TV. And he's got the TV dinner tray out. A TV dinner tray is something that used to exist back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, But anyway, uh, he's in his green robe, and he's got a joint in his hand, and there's there's some weed on the tray. And sure enough, he's eating a bowl of cereal. And on this very moment, I realized that the cereal box behind him is the fruit brute. Fruit brute. Blew me away so many years later that I never noticed that new Easter eggs Still, yeah, to whole day. And so then, I I virtually ran home, and I started just looking from at that. from the hotel uptown. Yeah, virtually speaking, <laughs> metaphorically, I ran home, and I started to kind of look at this again, and I figured out filled up a whole cork board yeah. with. Pictures, news, paper, articles, connecting them all. putting it all together. <laughs> and I realized that this is a common theme in the Tarantino films. He actually used a fruit, fruit box in Reservoir Dogs, in The Reservoir Dogs, which I believe you have said is your favorite Tarantino film. I think I have.
1: I mean, definitely when it first came out, being the only one. <laughs> Easy front Easily. runner, but I hate playing that game. The more movies he makes, yeah, so don't right. put me
0: in a fucking box, bro. That's right, man. Bra, bra, homie. What's <laughs> up, <Except> chief? <laughs> That's the worst. All right, now, all right. So, back in, on track. In the movie Reservoir Dogs, uh, Mr. Orange, who is you know dying, shot. He's got a gut shot wound and he's dying the whole time. They flash back and forth to when he was you know a undercover cop. Oh sorry, spoiler. <laughs> sorry. He's the cop. That's,
1: that's, um, that's twenty
0: years. My bad. I think
1: I think it's okay. <laughs> 25, so, uh, six, uh
0: there's this really awesome scene with him and he's talking to himself in the mirror. Do you happen to remember that scene? And if so, could you maybe give us some lines from that scene?
1: Oh yeah, like right before he's about to walk out and yeah, yeah. get and actually go undercover, he's like
0: And he's obviously You're a hundred
1: percent. You're super cool, you've got this, you're yeah
0: the silver surfer or something like that. The reason why you're saying Silver Surfer is because he, he never – I don't think he says that. Yeah. But right behind him is a poster of Silver Surfer. Okay, that's why I'm thinking it. Yeah. I, you yeah. know,
2: it's all,
1: all the constituent elements okay. are there Now, in my head. follow that. Hold on, hold on. Let me access that it's like coming, a computer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you Let just me just look into that. this
1: room here. <laughs> and all right, he's got a jar of change in the mirror. There's – a. oh, my God. There's a fruit fruit box in that scene.
0: Right under the poster of Silver Surfer is the fruit. Bo- is the fruit, fruit scene? Isn't that crazy? Zoom in. Can you see it now? Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Twenty five degrees left. <laughs> it's it's to the right. Hard print. <laughs> it's actually on the right side. But yeah, it's there, and uh, um, I was blown away. You know, I I wonder if he would use it again. I wonder if he's ever talked about it. I wish. He was our guest today, but he's not you That's know why true.
1: well because we're not going to adjust our schedule to fit him but i do I do know this because yep. I, I i'll i'll I did a little bit of research for you uh-huh. I went out there I scoured the web for a good forty forty five seconds on Google <laughs> okay wow thank you and there is uh I did find one quote from him saying uh, I guess someone this is this context by the way completely made up I okay. mean making this Okay, From cloth a, here. D- he's telling a story. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm, I'm, but I am, Yeah, and I have one Tarantino quote to cap it off. Okay, go ahead. Someone, I'm guessing, had noticed these details on their own okay. and said to him, what is this fruit brute cereal you've been using in movies? Is mm-hmm. that real? And he said, "That no, that is a real cereal. We used to yep. be in stores in the 70s. Yep. So he has said at least that about it. Yeah. Uh, so that... It's also rumored that he can use it uh, because it's discontinued. So He doesn't pay anybody. So Yeah, he doesn't have to pay. He doesn't have to sign any contract. They don't have to pay him maybe. I
0: I'm not sure. But I wonder if that is his favorite Saturday morning cereal. You've got to think there's some influence. It's got to be. At some point,
1: some set designer said, uh, "All right, what well, do you want is, here? This is a shot of a living room. What should we put on a on a table?" Yeah. I don't think their their job is to put a cereal box. I think Quentin Tarantino's like, "I want a box of fruit brew yeah, on here." Yeah, yeah. And
0: since and maybe, they
1: weren't those that wasn't available, it had to occur to him naturally. I think I got
0: this whole box of cereal to throw. Here. I think that that's his Frankenberry. Just like you have your booberry. That's his, Frank, you know, that's his booberry. Mm. You know, that's his favorite monster cereal. I wonder what, you know, I wonder what all you listeners, I wonder what your favorite monster cereal is. If you, you, know, you know where to tweet the yeah, answer to. Yeah. Uh, tweet it. Yeah. Why not? At uh, Stay Classy, SDCC. Tell us what your favorite monster cereal was or um, is. It could, or you is, could be one maybe, of the lucky yep, ones. Yep. And are we missing
1: any? That's another thing. Yeah. Some people have much better memories than others. Perhaps you're you're a couple of years older than myself, and you actually remember some other cereals that were coming out. Maybe they had a one-off. I don't know. Egyptian scarab beetle. <laughs> you know, <what>? Chaco. <laughs> I don't know what else they could have done. But yeah. what
0: what other what other monsters would have been available? I don't. It just I don't that they think ran out very... of the classic monsters. I, I just don't think that they're very appetizing monsters. Like, um, I don't think that. The thing is, or the swamp moss, the oh, the swamp like, thing, uh, the the creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, isn't that his
1: name? But well, I think Swamp Thing was like much less. I think Swamp Thing was like covered in
0: slime and stuff too. Oh, uh, I mean, he wasn't like never... a he wasn't like a lizard. Well, fish there's the person. creature from the Black Lagoon. That's that a, one I that's think... another one of the the big monsters. Yeah. I...
1: A real clumsy name, though. I know. <laughs> really you really trying to portmanteau that into a cereal title.
0: <laughs> you got to put something fruity in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you do? The creature from the black legume. The pink Grapefruits. He <laughs> tastes like beans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Maybe they focus tested that in your region.
0: <laughs> Let us know
1: on Twitter at Stay Classy SDCC.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but yes, um, that's why we're that. This is the background for our version of a Halloween special. Yeah, but it's not I actually.
1: Like, I feel like we've justified the title, <laughs> <But of> Frankenberry <laughs> season special enough. That's
0: not really why With we're doing the show. We're trip
1: down the rabbit hole. We're just talking that's about right.
0: the, the. We're just talking about the title. Yeah. The reason why we're doing the show because it's Halloween. It's Halloween, and, that's and, it. and
1: maybe this is the first time we use that word. I apologize, listeners. <laughs> yes. Halloween show. It's,
0: this is our Halloween show. And All right, I let me hate... check
1: the levels. Let me check the
0: levels. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and start, Marky. I hate horror movies. Jeez. Yes, you do. Now, I when I was a kid, I watched all the Freddy movies, uh, all the Jason movies. Jason was my favorite, um, but I don't like horror movies. To me, those were comic characters, kind of. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't they weren't really scary. But I hate horror movies. And every year, you want me to see one. Well, every year, I think lots of. <laughs> Lots
1: of uh, lots of agents, and, oh, right. uh, PR people, really insist that we see some. So uh-huh. yeah, I do make you sit down to enjoy at least one or two with me. Yeah, uh, and, and we always and we... we
0: always pick one of, of of the you know that that you make me sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have to I have to basically grin and bear something that I hate in a movie, and that is to be uncomfortable. I hate, I hate being it. It doesn't do me any
1: favors with you sitting there grinning all throughout <laughs> these horror movies. I hate these movies.
0: uncomfortable. But the better that I, the worse I feel is the better the horror movie it is for people yeah. that like horror movies. For context, uh, Marquis has expressed this very same sentiment
1: to me about The Walking Dead. Yes. This guy keeps watching it. Oh, so, I love it. But th- yeah. there's a certain point where you, there's nothing, you don't even have to feel bad for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you have to just figure out. What is the angle? What allows me to pass through that minefield of contradiction that I am?
1: Because I'm just human.
0: Is it rum? (laughs) It's a little bit of rum. But it's also, if you can find something to hang on to that takes you through all that uncomfort. Mm -hmm. In The Walking Dead, for example, it's this amazing storytelling. You know, it's just such a good story behind all the crazy shit. But horror movies... They don't care about the storyline. They just want to freak you out, man. That's yeah. it. It's it so is not a, half a it. stance. It's purposeful.
1: I I kind of I kind of get a kick out of it. I I enjoy <laughs> horror movies. I guess maybe for that very same reason. Mm-hmm. You just well, like them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I like watching them with people around me. I don't mm-hmm. like like my idea of a of a fun afternoon isn't like I'm going to close the drapes, make some popcorn, and watch two horror movies back to back by myself. Yeah. You know, I would rather have two or three people there. Maybe you a, could cut maybe the tension. A lady. Maybe a lady is great because those jump scares yep. are absolutely hilarious to me <laughs> to watch reactions from people <laughs> and their boobs and all fall out. Honestly, okay, <laughs> that's. I think I think that's that's a horror movie tradition.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. It <laughs> does seem up. to be a staple since the seventies on. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm with you. I think it's so. It's that. It, it's. Once you get on that wave, it kind of feels good. Yeah. yeah. But
1: it plays, you know. That's the idea. Horror movies, and we talk about stuff like that all the time. And who knows, we might just talk about that a little later during uh-huh. my uh, my chat with uh, Peter Sullivan, uh-huh. the uh, the director, who, who what is this? Uh, I believe October eighth. Yeah. What I've heard. Yeah. And. Uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel Channel, is when you're going to be able to see this movie called The Sandlot about some uh, struggling Little League teams. Oh, (laughs) no, no, I'm looking at the wrong. (laughs) The Sandman, actually produced by No Shit. Get this.
0: Stan Lee. Stan fucking Lee Stanley actually produced his own original fucking movie. Now, I know you're gonna think well he does all those no, he doesn't actually he does not produce yeah. the Marvel movies. He's the executive producer. Yeah. But you know, but he's you just need the a money. studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. No Stan he actually Lee, did the very well. He, off. Is the studio. he could he probably would
1: not want to pay for an entire fucking you know, Marvel movie. Marvel. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a ridiculous price tag. Yeah. What you're getting basically with this is something he said, I'm not going to use my studio's giant checkbook. This is checkbook. my money. I'm going to put my money in My this. giant checkbook. My My respectable <laughs> checkbook. <laughs> my billion-dollar checkbook. Good for you. So uh, he did that. Uh, Peter Sullivan, uh, the director, have a chat with him a little bit later on. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little break here. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is during which time I'm going to force Marquee down uh-huh. with kind words and straps,
2: uh-huh. and he's
1: going to watch the Sandman with, with you, me live. L- well, we're going to broadcast us. this. You, you listeners, oh. <laughs> will not have any part of this. <laughs> Everything's uh, recorded live but uh very soon or perhaps today depending on when we manage to get this into your earballs uh you will be able to find it on sci-fi
0: yeah really probably soon buy it on iTunes like in a couple days
1: uh, so look forward to that if it mm-hmm. hasn't already passed in which case turn this off go fucking
0: yeah. watch it get on that get ingrates and you're going to probably have to catch it on hulu or something right uh, well i mean it's not it's not on blu-ray it's not. It's, it's not, not on Amazon. No, no. It's on Sci-Fi. It's going to exist. It's, they're going to air it, and it's going to disappear forever. So you better watch this damn thing. Oh, uh, I don't like to incite panic,
1: oh, but I sorry. think you might be right in this instance. Nonetheless, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, when we come back, a uh, special treat for all yes, listeners. Yes, use the
0: right word. That's exactly what special I want. Special treat. Yep. Yep. Or is it a trick? I wouldn't tell no, you. This is the show of frights and delights.
1: Our built. Frank
0: and Betty season show. Oh, I love it! See, I'm if glad you're warming it. up
1: those pipes because we are going to do. We found the we found the script, the, the transcript oh, yeah, of right. the very first Fruit Brute commercial, the long lost, long lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, these commercials were coming out in the '70s. It is very hard to find actual '70s recordings mm-hmm. that are worth a damn on YouTube. So, and we said it. we're not giving them half a product. We're not giving them this <laughs> tinny. Five-time recorded and dubbed and coming from two different mediums, uh, uh, audio recording of an old... No, no. We are going to recreate the first Fruit Brute commercial. And also, you'll probably hear a real commercial in there. I don't know.
0: I don't know. This is our break. I don't know. Take it away. Let Everybody
1: just listen while we pay the bills. Go! Oh! be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Biffle. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got
2: chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored
1: sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count
2: Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. Ah. Frankenberry. Count Chocula.
1: Welcome, dear listeners, to another edition of Saturday Morning Cereal Playhouse, brought to you by Pemberton. Pemberton Children's Halloween Masks, now with eye holes. As we join our heroes, Frankenberry and Count Chocula, they are slumbering peacefully, but a noise wakes them up. They begin to Why accuse each other of me? making the noise when a werewolf me? appears at the window. Oh! Frankenberry and Count jump in fear to a hanging chandelier abode
2: oh, 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 oh.
1: the werewolf enters the abode
0: who are you i'm me fruit brute with my fruit flavored cereal fruit fruit part of a nutritious breakfast count chocula's got chocolate marshmallows
1: frankenberry's got strawberry flavored marshmallows
0: delicious fruit, fruit has fruit flavored marshmallows for a howling good taste of fruit
1: the chandelier falls, trapping Frankenberry and Count Chocula inside of it.
2: we real trap.
1: Frightened, the two monsters run through the wall and out of the home with the chandelier still around their waist. Fruit, fruit, with the howling
2: good taste of fruit.
1: And that concludes our thrilling edition of Saturday Morning Serial Playhouse, brought to you by Pemberton. Pemberton Children's Halloween Mass, now protected with asbestos. And there you go. That was, of course, brought to you by the Pemberton Radio Drama mm-hmm. Repertory Theater.
0: Booberry Peace Theater. <laughs> there was
1: there was no Booberry role oh, in, right. in this year's commercial, though. You'll <laughs> Next notice. Year, uh, Next year, perha- perhaps there will be. If we find another unearthed script, uh, I believe we found that on mrbreakfast.com. Yeah. Uh, we took it was, some artistic license. We did. Yeah. I think it was transcribed wrong. Uh, who knows? You what know what? It, and it's if you go check it fun. out at misterbreakfast dot com, you can see what we did. You can <laughs> go make your own damn commercial too, for all we care. We had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, chumps. That's yes, right. Uh so we All just... right, yes, and as promised, back from the break here, uh Marky and I just finished watching a advanced screener copy of The Sandman uh-huh. from uh Stan Lee premiering October eighth on Sci Fi Channel.
0: You know, um Stan Lee created the character the combo character called the Sandman. Yeah, but this yeah. is not the Sandman. <laughs> not so we should guy. probably go ahead and stress that.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is different. This is not a Marvel affiliated yeah. movie at all. Yeah, this one was fucked up. This one this one was uh it's very much up sci fi's alley because it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's also a little supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh you've got some real heavy uh horror movie tropes going. Yeah. yeah. You've got the uh, the you know kind of the mental ward and the and the uh, uh, the, the d- government
0: and the demented sh- uh, child
1: and and yes and the child is the child evil is the child not we we are not going to spoil that for you mm-hmm. but I want to know on the marquee Dread scale <laughs> how how does this one rank how hard was this one for you to to what how uncomfortable did the suspenseful scenes make it for you
0: oh thank God oh it was it was um. There, it actually kind of reminded me of. There's different types of horror movie, uh-huh. and there's the the total batshit crazy, killer clown, uh, Saw, you uh-huh. know, kind of movie yeah. where it's just kind of just gore and guts and things jumping out, and you just. Fucking hate a lot of,
1: it. I a lot hate of lot Jump that. scares, a lot yeah, of noises, I hate and okay, hate it. I don't like those. Movies. That's that's the kind of Ugh. thing that gets you. This so this one, I, I guess. I mean, it did have like a lot the, of suspense. Did have a lot of oh, who's going to win in this? And lots of action too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of I, action. I like the kind. So maybe it's the action that kind of dispelled it for you, so it was easier. Yeah. Okay. I,
0: I like the I like the kind where you can kind of uh, kind of enjoy with people. Like you can kind of like like participate in a way. And it's fun. You know? I, I don't know if that's what I you you must ask Peter. Like, what the hell were you going for here? Because what I felt was just this it was actually it was actually kinda of fun to watch. It was actually kinda of like enjoyable, like the whole process of it. You know, the whole the whole ride. Well, well and I hope Peter I hope Peter takes that as the compliment. You, I know you mean it as I do. Absolutely. Should we record another take? Where I just totally say how scared I was.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Let's
0: go for
1: journalistic <laughs> transparency here. This uh, is this is your honest reaction. Yeah. I I enjoy it. Like I said, I mean, this seems perfect for sci-fi. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, and we are uh, hopefully
0: mm-hmm.
1: we haven't yet, but hopefully I'm going to speak with Peter Sullivan, mm-hmm. which you will hear just moments from now. If if all plans, if the universe is in accordance with our will. That's what you're about to hear. But I'm doing a little research on I mean, it. This is a guy who's got a lot of experience making uh, TV movies. Uh, he's he's written and produced and directed. Check it out on IMDb if you want. But, you know, this is a guy who's who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it fit perfectly. And, you know, like we say this time of year, this is the kind of movie you kind of want. Yeah. Something where, you know, it's uh, it's you're done having the summer fun. Yeah. What you what you want now is a little bit of awkwardness, a little uncomfortability, uh, and then excitement. You always want excitement, I guess. Well, sure. For maybe holiday movies, you shouldn't have too many fight scenes in a holiday movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, love actually is the rare
1: exception. Yes, of course. the 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 battle on the on the bridge.
0: (laughs) Yes, between the kid, he's in love. Yes, love, love, what a battlefield. <laughs> Look, man, this thing is, it's its a tradition. Uh, I mean, since you know, the first stars of fucking Hollywood were the MGM monsters. Oh, yeah, you, you know, know on like, and Yeah, yeah the, the Boris uh, Karloff and, uh, and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, that's like the, the biggest first special effect was the man turning into werewolf. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean it's the movies have always been a part of this this thing you know trying to scare us and trying to trying to fright yeah us, there's know?
1: a kind of entertainment yeah, in that yeah. there's a catharsis mm-hmm. in these horror movies which I think we we picked apart pretty well uh last year sure. in our Frankenberry season so listeners go check that out uh knowing us it probably aired around January of
0: this year. <laughs> no, it was But it was around this time last year. Oh, yeah. good. No, 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 we're we're actually good for us. We are in season right now. This <laughs> is the perfect time to to fucking do this. I don't want to do it again. I don't yeah. like being scared. I I I don't I don't even like the anticipation of it.
1: But the point is around this time of year even you yeah. Allow yourself to be scared a little yep. bit like that. And I
0: enjoy the movie. And that's
1: good. And I'm looking forward to, as always, every October, lots of movies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, varying budgets, varying degrees of enjoyability. But I want to consume horror movies exactly. this month, everybody. It is Frankenberry season. And, mm. and
0: I have I have a delicious reason to enjoy That's this right, time of year. That's right. It's why that's why we call this episode This is our Frights and Delights. Because mm-hmm. we get our sugar rush. And, and it's not only just that I, I have fond memories of this cereal. Yeah. But this is literally my favorite cereal is Frankenberry. And it was gone. And now it's back. And it's only back for this, this season. This is it. So, And I, I want to I remember it as I should. Yes. With, with a sweet tooth and a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you get to watch it with some friends, you know, like you get to kind of experience that together. Because you know, I I was actually thinking about it, and when I when I when I was a kid, and I was watching those Jason movies, and I was watching those Freddy Krueger movies, you always watched it like with a friend, a buddy, or with yeah. a brother. Yeah. Well, it made know, it like, a lot
1: better. Yeah. Like, Sometimes yeah. I think I a couple of scary movies when I was a kid I caught by myself. And that was not a good formula. There's no one around to help you break the tension of it, so you absorb it all. It turns into a nightmare, yeah. and then you make your own sand. Well, again, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right.
1: But nightmares are very powerful things, and that's you know that, that's what the horror movies are—the ability to have a nightmare without without ever once totally believing in yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe that's what you want to hear, people. I don't know.
0: Well, I think uh, all these all these questions are perfect for our guest Peter Sullivan uh who who went through all the trouble of making this movie. Uh and tell you what, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And so, in fact, on that note, please, magic interview
1: machine, flash forward in time for us and and let's let's go talk to Peter Sullivan. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. It's me, Dan Grimshay, speaking with Peter Sullivan, uh, and we are talking today especially about The Sandman. Peter, hey, thanks for joining us.
2: Oh, well, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, no, not at all. Uh, my producer and I just got to sit down and uh, watch an advanced copy of The Sandman. Uh, first thing, I, I feel like we should express to everybody, this is, though it is uh, executive produced by Stanley. This is not a Marvel picture. Correct. This is this is very much a horror movie. It's I uh, uh, believe it's October eighth, no, October fourteenth on the Sci Fi Network. So don't yes. don't tune in expecting a uh, Spider Man spinoff. You still won't be disappointed, <laughs> trust me. But uh, I'd like to get into this a little bit. I'm sure, of course, it's no coincidence we've got uh, a horror movie coming out in October. Which, you know... Uh, Absolutely. Well-timed well with Halloween, but it always seems to me like this time of year sort of uh, calls for horror movies. We need that little bridge between the mindless action pieces during the summer and then the kind of slower, intellectual, some would say downer pictures of Oscar season. And do do you agree? Do you think it's this is just what we this it's like the bridge that uh, the audience needs in the entertainment world? Uh,
2: I I do agree, and I also feel like Halloween has started to take on a life of its own. I mean, when I was growing up, sure we did trick or treating and that sort of stuff, but. I mean, now you, you see houses with displays, that, the rival Christmas decorations, and, I mean, people are really getting into it. They're, they're, they're selling Halloween villages in the store like they would a the Christmas village. Uh, so I, I feel like it's a holiday on the rise.
1: I, I think you're right. In fact, you every year you hear more reports of, like, the police actually being called to people's displays, <laughs> you
2: know, stuff
1: that you never heard about when you were a kid growing up
2: no no i i mean it was yeah it was all it was all candy and and uh little little cardboard masks from the store
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well you've got you, you've got a long story career as a producer director writer uh and i've uh in a cursory glance at your resume that so, tells you that you've done far more than just the horror genre uh in fact yes. you've done a lot of kind of uh, seasonally niche films do you have a favorite kind, or is this a very is that a big challenge for you to remember, like filming in April that this is going to be coming out at Christmas kind of thing?
2: Um, well, I, I, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I, I I like changing it up. I like being able to go between genres because I think it keeps things fresh. It keeps things interesting. So you don't sort of get stuck in a in a rut. But you're absolutely right. I mean, typically we're shooting Christmas movies in in the summer, we're shooting Halloween movies in the spring. Uh so it's it's always it's always about two seasons off. Um which is interesting when it comes to fake snow and things like that, uh um, you know, when it's hundred and twenty degrees out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you get the job done, which is probably why you manage to keep getting work. Uh, also, kudos yeah. on on this latest one coming out. Like I said, we just got to watch it, and it really brought me back to, um, you know, like you know, it wasn't the just absolute dread-filled kind of paranormal activity or saw horror movie. It took me more back to like the '80s and early '90s kind of mm-hmm. creature features, but with a with big action set pieces. Was this a conscious thing that you guys did? Did you have this in mind from the get-go?
2: I, I did. I, I I was very much influenced, uh, you know, by that sort of, you know, 80s Amblin feel where you have a, a, a young protagonist and, and you know, a, a creature element. And just, you know, how can we take that convention and do something a little darker Uh, Maybe something a little mature for the people that grew up with those movies, but now want to see something uh, a little more age-appropriate for where they are now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think some people out there uh, are are going to immediately jump to the Stranger Thing connection. But I Mm -hmm. agree. I think this is darker. This is not something like you're just putting in an old VHS tape of an Amblin movie. Sure, you can see the you know the uh, the the the, the strings that got you there, but it, this is a slightly different animal, in my opinion.
2: Right, and I, 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 one of the things that I think Stranger Things did really well is they took that and, and they took that idea and made it their own, and that's what we tried to do. We tried this we started there, but you know, really put our own spin on things so that it does feel different, it does feel fresher. It's not. A man in a mask going around killing people, or a creature telling people that there's there is a real story, there's you know relationships and things that that you really did see in those films, uh, just updated. Yeah, and uh, and and getting
1: this made, I imagine. Well, I, I I I admit I don't really know how these things work, uh, but I'm curious mm-hmm. to hear if you started like if if the Sci-Fi Network called you and said, hey, we've got a script, we've lined up some producing. Uh, would you like to, or or was this your was this script your baby and you got it off the ground and then went to them, mm-hmm. and and then at what point did Stan Lee get involved because it's not often he just sure. sort of apart from Marvel Studios says yeah I'd love to help mm-hmm. you make
2: a movie kid, sure uh, so so here's what happened we we did a film last year uh, called The Crooked Man uh, that did well and and uh, we have a relationship. Uh, with the Sci-Fi Channel uh, from past films. We do our films independently, um, but we we did know that there was an interest in boogeyman-type stories because that's what Crooked Man was. And so we started looking at, at various uh, boogeymen from all over the world, the different folk tales and things that we could uh, update and, and turn into a movie. And then Fan Man uh, was one that jumped out because it... it I mean, although he's not known to be a malevolent character, he's creepy. I mean, the guy that comes into your room at night and haunts your dreams or, or controls your dreams. So that was a great springboard. Uh, we started the script. Uh, and then about halfway through, the there an element emerged that I, I wasn't completely uh, aware of when we started, but I, I realized that this thing was sort of taking on conventions of of a comic book origin story uh, in a very different way. But uh, there's definite parallel to like an X-Men, um, but with a very different power. And so at that point, we had been looking for something to do with Stan for a while, and we were never able to get the schedule to line up, the right title at the right time. But when I became aware of what was developing, I was like, hmm, maybe this is something we should talk about. So I put together... Couple paragraphs, what the movie was about, and conceptual art. I sent it over. I said maybe this is something that we should do. Um, they responded to it. Said let's let's see the script. So when was are done, uh, I sent that over, uh, and uh, they, it was something they were very excited about. Uh, they liked the idea. They liked the approach, and you uh, sort know, of Stan is is obviously a, he's a creative genius, and you know, really helped guide, uh, you know, as a, as a creative godfather, if you will. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering, like, exactly how much, uh,
1: because, I mean, he just seems like, especially for a guy at his age, he seems to be doing so much. So I was wondering, like, how much input he actually had, or if he just sent you a check and said, yeah, let me let me see a finished draft at some point, or was he, like, on set telling was- you? Yeah
2: no they, we weren't able to get him on set i mean like you said he's very busy uh especially uh when we were shooting we were we were summer. that's that's a lot of conventions and shows and appearances and stuff and so uh he wasn't able to uh to to come to set but uh definite uh creative input uh uh and and um like i said really guiding you know us it's like a, sort of a mentor if you will um you know, and I and I can't you know, I don't know I have like exact specific example, but I mean who better than yeah. Stan Lee to uh you know, to, to guide you.
1: Yeah, that's definitely I mean I imagine if if I were a producer, director, writer, definitely on my bucket list would be work for Stan Lee. So that's one you've got mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm ever gonna get around to it, but Man, that's that's some I mean if, if you're gonna have a name attached to your project, that's a great one. Uh, and speaking no, of Lynch, no, it, and when it comes to horror, you've got Tobin Bell in a major role. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of well, I see this is this is where I've got a bad habit of spoiling inadvertently, so I'm gonna try not to. But he's got a, let's say a more complex role than than he does mm-hmm. in the saw legacy uh what what was it like to get some some horror movie royalty like
2: that to sign on and did
1: you were you sure you were using him right or wrong
2: um that's a great that's that's, that's a great question uh we had a relationship with him going back to a movie that I had worked on as a writer and producer a couple of years back called Finder's Keepers and he had a, a small role in that it wasn't it was you know more of an extended cameo uh in that film but he was someone that I felt you know, really, look. You know, We—he's best known, obviously, for Saw, but he's—he's he's a terrific actor, and and I mean, if you really go back, he's done all sorts of things, and he's had a very long career even outside of horror. And this particular role, again, I don't want to give anything away either, but was definitely influenced by some of those characters in the Spielberg film, uh, like In Close Encounters or E.T., mm-hmm. you have these authority figures that you're not really sure if you can trust them. And I wanted that dynamic. And I'm cognizant of the fact that the audience has seen the same movies I have. They've read the same books I have. So when they see Tobin Bell show up, there is an expectation, and i like playing with that. Okay, here's what the audience is going to think is going to happen, so what can we do to have a little fun with that?
1: That was, that was I would say, especially in relation to him filling that sort of, uh, you know, the authority figure in, in those old Spielberg-type movies, that's exactly what he did for me, where from the moment I saw him, of course, because it's Tobin Bell, I thought in the back of my head, well, there's there is a small chance he's going to slaughter everybody. But the role <laughs> that he's in, at first, you think, well, that's a that's going to be a real stretch. And this is when I'm going to stop talking so I don't ruin it for everybody. Because again, you can all check this <laughs> out on the Sci-Fi Network, October 14th. Uh, if you're busy, if you got to work that night, you can probably find it on demand. You can probably go to. I'm going to guess you can probably find it on iTunes after a certain point. I'm not. Sure, what the size uh, uh, I, I, is.
2: There will be a video release. Lionsgate is bringing it out on oh, DVD uh, early in uh, uh, 2018, and uh, that version actually has a couple of post-credit sequences uh, that will uh, that will hmm. the experience a little bit that I, I don't believe you're going to see on the uh, the television. Ah,
1: there you go. Little 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 things like that always trick me into spending more money. So. Well, I mean, you just—you just might have made one sale already next early next year. All right, uh, and let's see uh, what what else is on because uh, you work so much. Honestly, people, you can go find Peter's IMDb page. You have seen much more of his work than you realize. So I'm curious, what uh, are you filming? I guess it would be an Arbor Day movie right now, or what else have you got in the pipeline? <laughs>
2: Well, as, as speak! I'm actually uh, I'm actually on location. Uh, we're doing a uh, we're doing a Christmas movie uh, that mm-hmm. uh, that you'll see uh, coming up uh, this Christmas. Um, we we this will be the second Christmas movie I have. I did one. I have one coming out uh, on Lifetime called Wrapped Up in Christmas. Uh, which which is a really cool project. I'm very excited about that one. Uh, and then this new one, uh, uh, which uh, I I can't quite talk about yet, but that will also be uh, ready and uh, for this Christmas. Jeez, <laughs> and and in a week and a half, can we expect a
1: second Halloween movie from you this year? Good Lord,
2: uh, no, just the one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Now it sounds like you are very busy. So unless you've got anything else you want to plug, I feel like I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you again so much for calling us, especially from location. I know this is I know this is a pain in the ass, but God bless you for doing proud. <laughs> I've
2: enjoyed us. the experience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're so kind. So uh, once again, everybody, Peter Sullivan, you owe him more than you realize. He's out there on location, slaving away in fake snow for us right now. Uh, And you can, like I said, October 14th on the Sci-Fi Network, look for the Sandman, uh, a horror creature feature, uh, but not affiliated with Marvel. You've been, I I feel like legally you're covered now. I've helped you here. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for talking to us, Peter. Good luck. And uh, we hope to talk to you again around Christmas for some of these other uh, features coming out. You got it. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right, right, that that was was Peter Sullivan. How about that? Peter
1: Sullivan. (laughs) Live and in person, uh, writer, director, producer extraordinaire, Peter Sullivan. Uh, And once again, please don't forget to check out The Sandman, executive producer Stan Lee, and you'll find it on the Sci-Fi
0: Network. uh, And happy Frankenberry season to to everybody. Get out there and enjoy your favorite Monster City. Uh-huh,
2: and a happy Frankenberry
1: season to us all. Alright, I, I get so you know, let me let me tell you this, Marky. I think that's about enough of this. That's enough of this. Now you know.
0: And knowing is half the battle. Ah, oh, this is enough of this.